I flipping loved this episode. If you are not familiar with Peter Serres, get on her Instagram ASAP. She is a straight shooting, super inspiring, absolutely hilarious business entrepreneur, coach, inspiration, and her correlations between the business world and the way that we show up in business or life and dating are like super profound. And whether or not you have your own business or you are just simply on here for shits and giggles, or you want some inspiration and are curious about the correlation with our self-worth and the way that we show up, you're going to get something from this episode. So without further ado, I bring to you Peter Serres. If you aren't already following the straight-talking, sass-packed, one and only professional babe, Peter Serres, you are missing out, friends. So I started following Peter when we were both sharing essential oils, and I'm so glad I did. Peter, welcome to the potty. I'm stoked to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. You are one of my absolute favorite people to follow on the gram because you truly tell it like it is. But that also means that you are bound to piss some people off with your uniqueness. And so what have you found around that? Because I love your authenticity. Yeah, it's been really, I guess, an interesting journey that there has been a couple of times where I've posted something that I think is funny And I'll have people kind of slide into my DMs to kind of tell me how distasteful it is. But something that's been really interesting is the amount of times that, and I'm pretty sure it's every single person has then always come back like six months or a year later to kind of say, hey, I'm actually sorry about that. That wasn't you. That was my stuff. And I just find that so interesting how that always happens. It does, doesn't it? Because it's always, you know, it's like we've got to lean into those triggers. But can you walk us through your like life in biz path to what has led you to be like this authority? And I would 100% call you an authority on like online business. And But you've also had like bricks and mortar business as well. So can you walk us through that? Yeah, sure, sure. So my first ever business, actually, if we're going like so far back, my first ever business, I think I was 14 and I was doing Avon, which is so funny. I don't even know how that managed to happen. I have like clear memories of me being in like my art class trying to sell like skincare and you know how they had like the tiny little samples of lipstick and I'm putting them on everyone's arm. Yes. (laughs) I don't know if I made any money, but I had, I had fun. So that was actually my first business, but my first real business, I opened a Pilates studio in my hometown of Maitland. Uh, shout out to Maitland (laughs) shout out to Maitland (laughs) and that was in 2009 Uh, and at the time like just to set the scene even though that seems like oh that was quite recent like so much has actually changed since then Uh, this was when there was really only your standard gym around and I remember telling people that I was a Pilates instructor and going to these super stuffy networking events filled with 
you know, the bankers and the accountants who would go to them at seven o'clock in the morning. And I was a bright eyed 21 year old saying that I'm like, I've opened this Pilates studio and they're like, what on earth is that? Like, what is Pilates? Like no one knew what it was, which I think was great because at the time I really could do my business in my way and not have anyone, I guess, compare me to anyone else who was doing it. Um, I really could put my own flair on it. And I thought, I'm going to take my business online. I always knew that that was going to be in my strategy because like Maitland is so small, like it's, (laughs) it's, it's a tiny place. And it just felt really silly to kind of pull my expertise in in that area so I'm like whatever I'm going to do I'm going to take what I'm doing online and I ended up creating a Pilates DVD that I stocked um, in a couple of retailers in Australia we sold it internationally I then started writing for magazines which was hilarious because I most definitely was not a writer. Like I struggled to spell February. I still have to sound Wednesday out. Yes. <laughs> I, the R in February, like February, February, like fuck. Yeah. It's, it's a it's, thing. It's, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> it just creeps up on you. But I've always been the kind of person where when an opportunity presents itself, I just say yes. And then I will figure it out how to do like how to do it later. I'm like, how hard can writing professionally in a magazine be? And that was my attitude going into it, which is so funny because like, it's, it's so funny when I hear myself say that, because if I was starting now, I would be like, Oh God. (laughs) But it served you. It has served you so well, that attitude. Oh, completely. Um, yeah, completely. And I think I take that into everything that I do now in business. I'm like, how hard can this be? And kind of just seeing it as I'm never too worried about failing. Like my brand now, Professional Babe, I actually launched that in 2014. And that has taken a couple of evolutions at the time um, because I was never really happy. And I never felt bad about being like, right, let's go back to the drawing board. I'm going to scrap this. And I feel like we're just going to pivot over this way a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what stops a lot of people is they're so worried about what everyone else thinks about them. Like I know that there was that quote um, that I shared yesterday on Instagram by Mel Robbins. What was it? It was like, don't spend 15 hours a day. Oh, I have got to find it. Hoping uh, people. Oh yes. Like I, I like love hearted it. Or it's like something proving your worth to people on the internet. Um, yeah. Oh, now we'll both try and find it. <laughs> and it was like, so, so good because I think uh, what, stops a lot of people in business and it's something I've never really cared about too much is I've never been focused on what are people going to think about me if I do this like I've just had I'm going to call it like my 522nd pivot of my career (laughs) um going into online business coaching and consulting which is something that I really really love and there was like for a split second me being like oh what if people are like, oh, she's doing this now, what's going to be next? And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to drop it because that's not my stuff, that's their stuff. Totally. And I hope people are wondering what you're going to do next because every like that's a good thing, really. Like you could flip it into like because everything I see you do, you do 100%. Like you do not half-ass things. And if people are curious about what you're going to do next – 
that could like I would consider that a good thing yeah I definitely I put my full ass into everything yeah. like there's just not one butt cheek like it's it's two full butt cheeks in all how the time lucky how lucky are we <laughs> but yes you are also my business coach which I I don't know if anyone who's following me on Instagram you would have seen me pop up bits and pieces about Peter and our sessions together and honestly it's so refreshing to be able to talk business to talk strategy with someone who's not stuffy who speaks our language and is so relatable and tells it like it is like we'll have a giggle of course and probably say some inappropriate things and then we'll get back to business and get you know like it's it's actually working and easy to implement but um we're both single girls navigating the dating world and you have this amazing correlation between business and dating can you explain that for us <laughs> I, it's, the funny thing is I was actually talking about this in the cafe that I was just in and I'm like business and dating are so similar and like if you're great at dating you'll be great at business and and vice versa and people kind of do that thing where when a dog hears a funny noise and it starts to tilt its head on the side and they start to do that and which makes me just giggle. But at the end of the day, it's having like confidence and owning who you are and really believing in that and being strong in it. Like I find it so funny that my friends that always have issues with their business, they always have issues with their dating life and not they don't necessarily end up meeting people they might be dating the wrong person for such a long time. And then when you go to their business, they're serving all of these people that they just can't stand. And I find that so interesting that True. it's exactly the same. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way, but that makes total sense. And I was, yeah. listen I was listening to this. Oh, this is so embarrassing. The fact that I'm actually going to admit this, but anyway, fuck, whatever. Um, I was listening to this, like, I don't even know who he was. He's an American psychologist, but also a relationship coach who was giving me like, um, oh my God, like the top, the top seven tips to make him want you or make him miss you or something like that. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done the same, so like, okay. Oh, my God. Like, Rodrigo, someone, I don't know. He was, you know, he had such a good point, though. And he was talking about, um, like, we have to be owning our stuff. Like, the number one thing would be that we have to believe that we are worthy of a great relationship, that we are worthy of a great love and all of that before we're going to project that and make anyone else believe it. And it would be the same thing in business. Like, you have to believe that what you are selling or sharing is the actual shit if you hope to convey that to someone else, don't you think? Oh, absolutely, 100% completely agree. Yay, Rodrigo. I must, Yay. must send you the link because it was quite like insightful actually, even though it's embarrassing. Make him want you, top seven ways. Um, anyway, so... Um, in business, and I know we just touched on this a little bit, so many of us are scared to try in case we fail because people see failing, and I'm using like in quote commas, like God forbid, as bad. So what's your thoughts on that? I always used to be someone that feared failure. And I guess like growing up at school, we were always told like if we did a test and we only got, oh, 
like whatever we got, if there was a deficit, it's like, oh, okay, well, this is a bad thing if there's a deficit. Um, and I grew up always being the absolute perfectionist that had to get everything right. I wanted to be top of my class for everything. I was a dancer and I wanted to be the best. But what I started to, I guess, find out about myself is that in the pursuit of being the best, I actually wasn't putting as much out there because I was so fearful of putting something out there that wasn't going to be great, that I would keep refining it over and over and over. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think if there was a time that really shifted for me. And I'd say it was when I was writing and I would blog probably about every day. And I started to work out that, okay, I could write a piece and be working on that for two weeks or I could write a piece and just get better with the repetition of just putting something out every day and refining as I go. And it's really interesting to look back at my old work and be like, wow, this really sucks. But at the time I was so happy with it. And I think that that is such a good, it's such a good thing to do because it gives you like, if you can look back and be like, oh wow, this is so bad. Like that's growth. Like that is so amazing. Mm -hmm. Like give yourself a little bit of a pat on the back because it means that you have really evolved and you have gotten a little bit better. Like don't be like, oh, I put this out and it really, really sucks. But one thing that I worked out in business is like failure is just inevitable. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of I find business coaches will give you their like this is the one formula and if you do this, you'll be a success and you'll do it. And you'll be like, oh, my God, this didn't work. I must suck. And I find that often in business, there is a lot of personal development stuff that you actually have to go through. Like you have to address the story and you have to also be like, okay, well, if it didn't work, that's okay. It's nothing against me. I might just need to refine a little bit of something that I'm doing. So I always see failure is basically a catalyst to change. Like how can we change this? It's obviously not working. It's feedback of we need to just do something a little bit differently and not anything that I take personally against myself. And you, I love that. And you actually shared something which I thought was really epic is to like know the market. And that could be with anything within your life, like know the industry standards, like for instance, like unsubscribes on emails, if we're talking that thing, which could also be, you know, people who ghost you or whatever, like you always think that it's the, you're the only one that this is happening to, but say like, if we go on the business side of things, like your unsubscribes for your newsletter list everyone's getting them they're inevitable but it's how if you're like thinking that you're the only one who's getting them then obviously that's going to affect your confidence and your next moves forward right oh completely completely like we're never going to convert at 100 percent for anything like you're never going to go out on like you're never going to match with 100 guys on tinder and go out on 100 perfect dates like that's just yeah. not going to happen but i think there's this really interesting thing that happens where the more aware you are and the more you know your standards, stuff just gets trickier. And I don't think it means that you're sucking. It's kind of like, you know what you want. It's like, I'm trying to think of an example. Okay. It's like, 
if I go and I want to get a sandwich at a deli, I'm like, okay, yeah, put this. No, only put this much on. Like I'm going to be so pedantic with everything that I want on my sandwich because I know that's exactly what I want compared to me going there for the first time and being like, yeah, just chuck everything on. And then me having a bite and being like, oh, there's a little bit too much carrot. Oh, I think I want cheese. Or that's yeah. how I kind of like in business and dating. You kind of just need to put yourself out there. And then the more that you continue to do it, the more that you refine your standards and you find, oh, wow, I feel like I'm sucking more. I feel like I'm failing more. And it's not. You're just getting really hyper aware of, I guess, your standards and these benchmarks that you've created. And that is the same in the dating world, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, exactly 100%. Like the more that you put yourself out there, the more you're going to see, well, that was that tanked or me coming into it that way or approaching something this way or meeting someone like, you know how we, we often and everyone tells you to is to like write down all the things that you think are important, um, that you're looking for in a mate or blah, blah, blah. Um, and you, unless you actually go out with someone who, you know, holds these traits, what you think that you're looking for may not actually be what you need within your life at all. Like, and what we were just saying um, on the call before, like, I wouldn't date, I don't want to date me. Like, I don't want to find a partner who is the same as me. Like, I need something quite opposite. And, you know, like, but you wouldn't find that out until you, you put yourself in a situation to experience that. And then, you know, gather evidence, collect the data and not judge yourself on what you actually find. Yeah, I completely agree. And I was the same. Like I always thought with dating, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need someone who's kind of like me, who's really exciting. And they'll just like pivot where I'm like, no, I actually need someone really quite grounded. Totally. And it's the same in business. Like when I get to a point where I hire um, an assistant, a virtual assistant, I know exactly the qualities that they have to have to just kind of match really well with me. Um, and to compliment me. Yeah, for sure. That's it. That's exactly what it is. And that's also within your business, finding those systems and things, because we don't have to do everything ourselves. Like we can outsource different things. And within our life, just like in general, I've had so many conversations with women and mums, especially over the past 48 hours. There's been three different conversations where women are feeling like they're either complaining about being stuck doing the things that they don't want to do or you know another woman was within her business was feeling bogged down and spending way too much time on the tech side of things and it's like we really don't have to do it all like we can see what would balance us and outsource and find people who could actually bring something to the party like we don't have to do it like be everything to everyone and manage it all ourselves like that's ridiculous Oh, completely. One of the most, oh my God, I am going to take it to them this afternoon. I don't do my washing, like my sheets and my towels and my big stuff. I outsource it and it feels so good to pay someone that money. Like Katie, I pay $4 a kilo for them to wash, dry and fold. Amazing. <laughs> See, like <Yeah>. how <laughs> that is value. And that's the thing Like we get so... Um, like I know so many of us struggle with putting, but it's like, like I get a cleaner here once a fortnight to help me with the house so that when the boys are in bed or I have my two days of daycare, I'm not like busting my clack, cleaning everything. Like I need that time 
to like that investment frees me up to do work and do other things. But the mentality as well, because I do work from home and I am a mom like 90% of the time. So many women struggle with that. Well, it's like, well, I'm home. I should be able to do it. And it's like, okay, well, mate, you can do it, but what, at what cost? Like, yeah, yeah, that financial expenditure gives you back so much more. And how are you best served with your time? Like, where is your energy? Like what business wise, what's going to bring you in the most return on your energy and your time? And like, as a parent or a woman, like if you feel that that is where your energy is best spent, and it's not in your budget, that's totally fine. But if it is, and it's, you know, something that you can shuffle things around so that you can, you know, if one of your highest priorities is to be outside with the kids, then that could be a really good investment. And you've got to start to sort of reframe the things that we spend money on. Yeah, completely, completely. Like I would love to get to a point where I'm outsourcing more, but I just, and I think it's a really good Thing where if you have really like strong emotion about something that like I couldn't think of anything worse than going to a laundromat I don't know what it was but I was so overwhelmed with the idea of going to a laundromat that there was so much anxiety for me and I'm like you know what it's not worth it I am just going to outsource this because I don't have the time to do my washing and t- like I would have to basically take my home office in the laundromat and sit there and work and take calls it's actually better off for me to to outsource it where I, okay, I actually kind of like cleaning, which is really ridiculous, but it's quite meditative for me. Oh, totally. It, yeah, it's, but I know I'll get to a point where I will get someone in and I'll just kind of stay on top of it. But one thing that was really interesting is I'm on a couple of different dating apps at the moment. <laughs> and one of them, when I opened it, I had this really like, ugh, it was this really gross energy around it. And like it sounds, I'm it's probably going to come out terrible, but I'm like the, the ROI, like the return on investment energy wise, and also me getting dates out of that app. It just wasn't good. And yeah. I'm like, okay, what, what, are, what are your options? Like I, I'm like, you're obviously getting these emotions and it's feedback. You have to do something with it. You have to just put up with it or reassess. And I just decided to, okay, I'm just going to delete that app. Like I had the ability to do it. I am yeah. just going to delete it. And I'm just on my one app now um, compared to me looking at it and being like, Ugh. and I find if I have anything like that in my life or my business, like anything, it's like, okay, I'm getting feedback of this negative emotion. What's the next step? I either have to put up with it or make a decision to cut it, outsource it or change it. hundred percent. Like I totally agree. Like we are constantly getting messages and it just doesn't make sense to me, especially being someone who experiences anxiety. And I know you do as well. We're so clued in and hyper vigilant on how like the vibes that we get from things. And when you are so sensitive to your surroundings and to everything, like it's a constant feedback loop if you constantly show up to something that is draining your energy and there's an energy leak, like you're just, you're, you're not doing yourself any favors. So about addressing those leaks, giving yourself those boundaries. So for you, that was just within that instance, it was taking that app away completely. Like you don't want to give your energy to something that is not gifting, giving you back. And that can be anywhere, right? 
yeah, anything in your personal life, in your business. Like as we're having this conversation and you're listening to this right now, like you're all going to be having stuff in your life that just will pop into your head and Mm -hmm. you're like, oh my God, I like, it could be something really mundane. Like you hate washing your car. Like you hate it. (laughs) And (laughs) I don't know if that sounds ridiculous. When I used to have a car, I was the same. I hated, I hated washing my car and I then made a decision. I'm like, okay, I found a place and I took my car there and oh my God, it felt so good. I loved paying them the money. Like, yes, (laughs) I love handing them the money. That's it. And it's like phenomenal because it's also an energy exchange. It's like, I'm going to like, you're also supporting another business. You're not doing something that you don't want to do and you don't enjoy. So if you have the means, make the choice and make the call instead of being a slave to your own circumstances, which is really your own choices and decisions. Oh, completely. And something that just popped up for me as well, like I know with the car thing and with my laundry thing, I had all of these people in my life who tried to talk me out of it and they're like, no, that's not good. It's not a good investment. Invest it in your business or do this with it or put it in your house fund. But when I actually looked at those people giving me the advice, they were showing up to all of this shit that they hated. Like they were so unhappy in their personal life and in their jobs. And it's almost like they were putting up with all of this stuff. I'm like, why am I taking advice from this person? Like I should be taking advice. Like the people who said to me, why don't you just get your washing done? Like they were the people that had an absolute bomb business. They had so many awesome boundaries. Like when you looked at their life as a whole, they were just so happy because everything kind of worked for them. So I think that that was something as well that I really got clued on is it's like, okay, well, I'm going to take advice from people who are kind of living a life or living where I want to be. Like they seem really happy. Everything is sorted. I'm going to listen to them compared to the people who don't have boundaries and they have all of this stuff in their life and they're so not happy about it. I am not going to take their advice. It's that whole polishing a turd complex, right? I actually have a, I don't know whether by the time that this comes out, whether I've sent the email or it's coming out, like we've like by polishing a turd, all we do is end up with shit on our hands. Like honestly, the shit is still the same, but we keep trying to like make it be different. And it's the same thing. Like you could put whatever spin on you, you want on washing your car, for instance, or whatever it is, like, oh, I'm going to do this. You're still going to hate washing your car. It's still going to be bugging you for 48 hours before you actually have to do it. And basically, you're still going to be miserable and you're probably going to half-ass the job anyway. So it's that we've got to look at the turds in our life and question, like, the limiting beliefs, the old stories, our the things that our parents, God love them, like, the they were belief systems that they had, they may not even be serving them. Like so many different elements where like our thoughts aren't actually our own. Like we've got them by osmosis at somewhere along the line and we've just got to start questioning, like, is this actually mine or is this theirs? And is this true for me anymore? Or do I need to, you know, stop trying to make, you know, a square peg fit in a round hole, if you know what I mean. So that whole polishing a turd analogy, I was walking the other day and I was just like, totally is. This is a thing. Like all you end up with is shit on your hands if you constantly are trying to make something work that wasn't meant for you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> really graphic I'm, though. Hey, no, I when you were saying polishing a turd, I've just I had this really like great <laughs> visual come up, <laughs> and I think we just found our sound bite. Like <laughs> for the oh my gosh, but for those 
who don't know, Peter has an online membership group, which is the actual shit. Like I have seen a lot of things that are going into it. And I have mentioned that she's my personal, personal, can't speak, personal coach. So running your own business is one of the biggest growth opportunities that I know of. So Peter, why do so many business owners struggle with seeing their worth within their businesses and, you know, charging the correct prices and validating themselves, do you think? Oh my gosh, <laughs> there's there's so much that we can talk about here. I um, It was really interesting. I had a call with uh, someone last week about their business and she is an expert in her field. Like she is so incredible at what she does and she's building this online program and she was going to give it to people for free. And I'm like, okay, yep, okay. <laughs> and then, and I'm like, who's going to get it for free? She's like, oh, my current clients. I'm like, okay. And like, she's investing a lot of time in this. And then uh, I said, okay, if they're not a client, how much will you charge? And she told me, and I just said, no, I'm like, she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) And I'm like, there has to be, there has to be a story about why she wanted to charge so little. Like just to put it in perspective, it would be like walking into a Mercedes store and then being like, oh, this car's $200. Like it's just right. something just doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting that I said, okay, how did you come to that pricing? Like I, I kept asking her questions to get to the root of it all. And she mentioned that she had sold an ebook ages ago, but she did no marketing and it didn't do well. And she was, and it was so funny because I'm like, okay, yeah. I said, what do you mean you didn't do any marketing? She's like, oh, I, I posted about it once and no one bought it. I'm like, okay, um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't help but laugh because it was so funny because I think we've all done it. Like totally. I've done it as well. You, you have probably done it. Everyone who has had a business has done something and, and you've kind of worked on it and you've thought, okay, I'm going to, ch- I'm going to make this so cheap. So people buy it. And then you hear crickets and you're like, oh my God, it's me. Like there's something wrong with it. Like, what is it? And what we ended up doing, we unpacked it a little bit more and I'm like, okay, I said, why? let's look at this pricing or let's look at this. And I said, how would you feel if you went into it with a marketing plan? Like if that was something that we really worked on, like let's have a six week like plan that you are going to roll out before this. Would you like, do you think people would buy it? And it was just funny when I kind of just phrased things in a couple of different ways and just was like, okay, you're standing here at the moment. Let's just walk over here and we'll stand here and look at it this way. How she had a completely different perspective from her business. And I said to her, I'm like, okay, you're aiming for this incredible year in your business. So you need to stop making decisions from where you were six years ago in your business. Like you need to put your future business owner hat on and make decisions that that person would make with a business that was going really well and not being like, oh, okay, well, I tried this once and everyone hated it. So that's automatically going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just really quite interesting. Like I find, and I, I see this happen so much, especially like the bulk of my clients that I deal with are women and we kind of want to make sure that everyone's happy. Like I feel like that's a belief that we're probably all brought up with, that we need to keep the peace, we need to be likable, and we need to be happy. And I see that that affects a lot of people in their business. Like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm up myself from charging too much, or I don't want to be a bitch. I want to be really, really inclusive. So I need to kind of just 
beat myself to fit in this tiny little mold. And then what happens is I even asked my client, I said, okay, well, if you release this offering at this price, what energy will you show up with? And I could kind of see like her expression change. She's like, yeah, I don't think I would be happy doing that. And I said, okay, well, if we were to charge this much, how would that make you feel? And she's like, I would show up completely different. And you could even see her energy change as she said that. Yeah. And there's something really powerful about it. Like I know for me in business, when I um, have a price and I, I will sit with it for a little bit and I will go ahead with a price that feels uncomfortable where I'm like, oh, if, if I think that people will say, if everyone will say yes, I'm like, okay, I need to reach, I need to change my pricing. Like I need yeah. to just something like it's okay for not everyone to like you. And I think if you can adopt that mentality in, in business and in life, you will be so much happier. And it's, yeah, it's old stories as well. Like exactly what you said, so much old stories. And I think of Denise Duffield Thomas shared a video on this. I don't know if you've saw it, how women do business and how men do business. Have you yeah. ever seen it? I think I have. Yeah. It's so funny. Like men walk up, like women are like, hi, I don't want to bother you, but hey, I've really created this thing and I think you might like it, but I don't want to bother you right now. So I'm just going to leave it over here, but I will offer it. But first I'm going to like wait for a full moon and a full pricing <laughs> circle. And then I'm going to pull an abundance card, but I'm not going to hassle you, but I think this could help you, but I'm really not sure. So sorry, um, but I'll leave it here. And men are like, hey, here's my, my, my thing. It'll help you. Here you go. (laughs) It it is so true. And I even saw a really interesting statistic, um, about, uh, people applying for jobs and how I think it was something like half 50% of men, no men will apply for a job that they're only 50% qualified for where women will wait until they're a hundred percent qualified And I shared that on my Instagram and I had all of these. The funny thing was the men were arguing with me saying no. And I had three people who worked in recruitment and they're like, yes, that is 100% accurate. Isn't it funny? Like it's just that whole shift and the dynamics of things that, you know, it's like this whole, it's just ingrained or it has been ingrained in so many women like just, you know, be quiet, we just be demure. And I don't know why that is. Well, I know why that is, but I definitely think it's shifting. And I think conversations like this one and amazing, like social media has helped tenfold to see women out there breaking glass ceilings, pushing the limits, having conversations, bringing things to our attention because you wouldn't even realize, like we, unless we're, someone else is getting curious a lot of the time, then we're, we're not even aware initially, especially if you're not in the personal development realm or on your own like scope, because some people still like don't even know that that's a thing. Like it's like your default setting is your default setting. That's it. And they're not aware that you can actually change it. So yeah, nothing's set in stone, but I think that we're moving in the right direction, but holy hell, there's been a lot of water under the bridge. Oh, completely. I have a conversation with my friend about this all the time. So I'm I'm 31 and I think she's 35. And about how the magazines that we all read when we were growing up was mm-hmm. like how to be likable, how to be this, how to be like the perfect person. And I think we sometimes just need to be a little bit more gentle with ourselves because we have a lot of like reprogramming to do. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um 
and I know that the, the girls who are teenagers now, like I, oh, I like that. Like I know a lot of people are like, oh, I hate social media because of this. Or I'm like, no, I love social media because I can really share what I believe is important. Like I can share stuff that empowers people and be like, charge more, do this, like leave this bad relationship. You're, you're totally. worth so much more than that. So I get really excited when I see people who are like in their early 20s who follow me on Instagram and I've got a couple of girls who are 20 in the membership and they're just starting their business and I'm like so excited for them because I'm like, if they can start with this incredible mentality of, okay, it's okay if people don't like me, I don't need to be likable, like they will just have so much success in their personal life and in their business. Exactly, exactly. Like being, uh, like I am all for being misunderstood. I don't mind if someone misunderstands me at all, but that probably has come from, like being misunderstood so many times or just the sheer fear of having an absolute gutful of people pleasing that I just don't care anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah, I am like when I get unsubscribers on my newsletter and I do every single time I put a newsletter out, get a couple, not, but every no brings me closer to my like community. It brings me closer to my ideal peeps it's, you know, it's just like you were saying as well about refunds. Like you're going to get asked for refunds in business. We're going to get turned down. Like I, oh, I was doing this, um, this or that on, um, Instagram last night where you had to choose. Yes. Like, and I, it was like good morning texts or good off, good night texts. And I felt like going, fuck, I'm just be stoked if someone texts me back. Like, honestly, <laughs> honestly like at this point, you know, like we're all, <laughs> But, but each time we get that rejection or the you're just not my cup of tea, totally fine. Um, like, oh, I'm twinging. Um, it just brings us closer to what is right for us, who is right for us and that sort of thing. I think it's, yeah, we don't need to be scared of rejection anymore. Yeah. Oh, that took I a think... tangent, didn't it? Anyway. No. Yeah, well, I've seen a couple of entrepreneurs, like really, really big entrepreneurs share that. They're like, if you're not failing, you're not actually doing the work in your business. And I think that all the time. I'm like, if people are always doing like well in quotations, they're playing in the safe zone. Mm -hmm. They need to just be a little bit more out there. And I think something as well in dating, and it's probably why now I might go and like, oh, I might be dating someone for a month compared to I might go on one or two dates with them now, I'm so much more myself now. Like yeah. I feel comfortable being myself and I'm okay not being, I'm not, like I'm okay to not be liked. I find it really funny where I would get um, like helpful, <laughs> really unhelpful advice from people who would say, be less Peter, like warm up, like let the people warm up to you. I'm like, oh my God, like no, if I have to warm someone up to my personality, they're not the right customer for me. They're not the right person for me to date. I would rather be 100% myself and just deal with the ramifications of it than constantly filtering and editing everything that I do in my life or my business and holding back that I feel like I'm not really living my life because I can't be my real authentic self. 100%. That's exactly it. Like, honestly, anyone who 
is offended by um, a message or they don't like what you're about or they're just, they're not vibing with you. That is totally okay. That has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And we're not meant for everyone. Like, Like what a boring place if you liked everyone the same. Like yeah, how beige, <laughs> like I don't like everyone the same. Like I will, some, someone will breathe a certain person and I'll be just like, Mm-mm. like you need to calm down and go away. <laughs> but then there's other people where you instantly meet them, men and women, where you're like, wow, I could totally be friends with this person. Or I really, I'm curious to get to know you more. Like that's what keeps people interacting. And some people I'm a hundred percent sure will see me and be like, oh, yep, yeah, no, nah, she's a bit much. Or she's got anxiety because they talk about anxiety a lot. They're like, that brings up stuff for them. Like that might be a mental health thing and they're scared of mental health or whatever. But that doesn't say anything about me. I'm just over here in my lane. But that says something about them. So we really got to try and not take it personally, don't you think? Yeah, completely. Like I, I even know for me personally that if I – if I look at someone and I'm like, oh, if I'm really triggered by them, um, there's always something behind that for me. And it might be like a personal wound that I need to go in and heal or something where I'm like, oh, I really wish that I could be that in business. Um, But I feel like we're both quite self-aware because we've done the work that we can identify that where a lot of people will just look at you and be like, well, I don't like you, but they don't have that self-awareness to realize like why you're triggering them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing with like comparison and jealousy. You know, when yeah. you see people, it's like people immediately might, you know, well, especially with the gram, like I love the gram. It's where I hang out the most. I'm, I actually think I've hurt my thumb and I'm getting some RSI. Um, like it's actually coming up to my shoulder from being on my phone and working like on my phone so much um what an athlete but I you know like that will trigger so many different people and they'll see some like in business it might be you see someone doing something really really well and if you become jealous it's like well hang on a minute if you actually are willing to do the work that can actually like you can turn that around and see, well, actually, that's something that I want. That's something that I admire rather than being, you know, coming at it from a place of lack where it's something that I don't have and why do they have it? And that sort of mentality, if you do the work and unpack it a little bit more, it can actually be one of the best driving tools for what you really desire within your life. And then you can celebrate them and then celebrate yourself for being so self-aware and totally rad and then do something about it. Yeah, I love it. I love, yeah, just reframing it and coming at it from that different angle. You're so good at that too, by the way. But I just love how your whole Instagram and business is not a highlight reel as well. You also share the struggles and the, you know, as many wins as you have, you share when things aren't always going to plan. And I love that. So how can people find you and where can people work with you, Peter? Like if you are in business or you want to get in business, look, or or if you just want to laugh and follow along, like even if you don't have a business, you need to be following this woman on the gram, but back to how they can work with you and find you. How can we do that? 
Okay, so I am like always on, I'm like you, I'm, I'm always on Instagram. Like I love, my friends now, they know that they just don't text me. Like I have probably 50 unread texts in my phone. If they want a response, they need to slide into my DMs. So we can be friends on Instagram. So my username is Peter Serres, so P-E-T-A-S-E-R-R-A-S. And if you want to work with me, there's a couple of different ways um, one-on-one is so fabulous. Like I love, I loved our session that we had together. It was so much fun. That was but a good day. It was good. It was good. Good coffee too. That's very, very important. It was a very good choice, Katie. Shout out to Blue Door. <laughs> yeah. Coffee, coffee was great. That's always like if, if someone picks a venue of where they want to go, I'm like, is the coffee good? Otherwise I'm just, I'm not going to cope. Otherwise I have my membership. We're opening its doors on March 26, which I am so excited about. It is the most incredible community in there. Like I think something for me when I started my business that I really lacked it was being around like women who were doing the work like me. And when I finally got access to those people, like some of these people now are my, my favorite people in my life. Like they are my ride and die best friends. That's amazing. And I have seen other people commenting about how epic your membership group is. And it's that it just makes sense to be part of something because uh, if you want your business to grow, then it's going to be different things that keep coming up and having some sounding, like a, a community of sounding board, like a sounding board where people are all, you know, vying for the same thing and like rooting for you, then yeah, I think that's amazing. And I hope everyone who's listening will go and follow you because they will laugh and giggle and you'll see what I mean. Just don't take my word for it. Go follow Peter and reach out if um anything that we've spoken about today speaks to you. Thank, thank you. So, oh, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on. I was like, oh, this is awkward. It's like when you go in for the hug or whatever. <laughs> like, I feel like this is that weird thing at the end. Do we hug? Do we kiss? Like yeah. what happens now? Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, babe. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.